The Institute is blessed today with legacies he left. Moody Press was birthed as his vision. Our tuition-paid policy reflects his heart that no student be denied training for Christ's work because of a lack of funds. Training costs continue to be underwritten by faithful Christians who feel called to support the training of young men and women for effective ministry. As you learn more about Dwight L. Moody, I believe you'll come to appreciate this dedicated and sincere man of God. His message of the good news of Jesus Christ came during a time of severe natural conflict and disruption. He was born in 1837, and Moody's early years of ministry took place during the Civil War. Later, in the fall of 1871, his work was affected by the Great Chicago Fire. But by then, two fires were burning in Chicago. One destroyed nearly four square miles of the city, but was eventually contained and extinguished. The other fire, burning in the heart of a faithful servant of God, had an even greater effect on the city. It continues to burn to this day, being passed from person to person, willing to carry on the legacy of D.L. Moody. It is my prayer that by the time you finish reading this book, the fire will burn in your heart as well. Joseph Stoll, President of Moody Bible Institute Acknowledgements Jim Bell, my friend and editorial director at Moody Press, stands at the beginning of a long list of people who have helped me produce this book. Jim urged me to undertake the project, and he consistently offered encouragement. I am also grateful to Greg Thornton, Vice President for Publications, Moody Press, for his confidence in me and his commitment to this project. Managing Editor Julie Allison Iron, General Editor Cheryl Dunlop, and the rest of the staff provided invaluable assistance once they received a completed manuscript. During the research phase of my work, numerous people provided help. Peg Calloway, a Moody Bible Institute student, photocopied more than a thousand pages of Moody letters. Several Wheaton College students, Jenny Hong, Bill Search, David Rendall, and Christine Yu, searched for and copied reams of material. Three graduate assistants at Wheaton provided invaluable aid. Nathan Oates combed many files of primary sources. David Satran located biographical data on scores of Moody's associates, and he prepared working papers on several topics. Rebecca Litvin sifted through countless primary sources, and she did a masterful task of transcribing Moody letters. The head of archives and special collections at Wheaton College, Larry Thompson, was always helpful. Likewise generous with their resources were Fern Weimer, director, and Kenneth Gill, associate director, Billy Graham Center Library, Robert D. Schuster, director, Paul Erickson, associate director, and Janice Nasgowitz, reference archivist, Billy Graham Center Archives, Wheaton College. Moody Bible Institute's library director, Roger Van Oosten, was unusually generous with his time and resources. He and his able archivist, Walter Osborne, served me extremely well. Conservatively speaking, they reduced my research time by six months. Linda Batty, archivist and librarian at the Northfield Mount Hermon School, 
opened her files. She was particularly talented at helping me find previously overlooked primary sources in the archives and the Moody Museum collection. Other helpful people at Northfield, Massachusetts, were Joanne and David Dowdy. They provided hospitality and a tour of the Northfield and Mount Hermon campuses. They also introduced me to Lawrence and Hazel Marcy, who shared their memories and knowledge of Northfield historic places. Pal and Margaret Turner and their daughters, Carrie and Christy, provided splendid hospitality in Brattleboro, Vermont. Access to Yale Divinity School archives was given by Martha Lund Smalley, curator. Joan Duffy, assistant curator, helped during my extended visit. She also arranged to have materials copied and mailed to me. University of Rhode Island, Professor of History.